All right, let's get at it. Let's it's going to be a short it. one this week. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, shut up. studios in New Brighton, Minnesota. I'm Ann Lundholm, and this show has everything, making project updates, life lessons, irritating interactions with the Derricks of the world, and beverage catastrophes, to name a few. And joining me today to cover those topics, and I'm sure much more, is my posse, my squad. Oh, I hate that term. Let's not use it again. <laughs> <laughs> Never. I hate the squad. Um, my that. coven, if you will. <laughs> First up, from Middle Age Mama Studios in Austin, Texas, don't hold her back. It's Hillary Livingston <laughs> Butler. You got to introduce me first. Otherwise, I just butt in. But hey, do you remember that movie I have never seen? It's with like Drew Barrymore, um, Madeline Stowe. <laughs> Now I can't remember who the other ones, but I think it was called Bad Girls, and it was like a western. Yes, it was a western. <laughs> yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. It had a good poster. It did. That's us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's Drew Barrymore, Madeline Stowe, Mary Stuart Masterson, and Andy McDowell. <laughs> wow, what a foursome. Wow. That's... All right, we're going to have to think about which one of us is which. <laughs> I can't be Andy McDowell because I hate her so much. <laughs> I'll be Andy McDowell, although I don't have right. that southern accent. I know. You do have hair like hers, you do, though. You do. I kind of do. Okay. Yeah. It's settled. <laughs> Hillary obviously has got to be true Barrymore. Uh, yeah. Meredith is Madeline Stowe. And Christy, you're totally yeah, yeah, yeah. Mary Stuart Masterson. I can totally I'll take it. Yeah. 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 Okay. So it does. Yeah. I like it. Settled. <laughs> Well, now that we've got that um, fixed in our minds, from MoneyFit Studios in Detroit, Michigan, it's Meredith, the MVH Van Harn. Good evening, Meredith. Good evening, Anne. It was a dangerous time to be a woman and a good time to have friends is the tagline to that movie. I mean, isn't that like, uh, you know, evermore? That's just sort of, yeah. it's always a dangerous it time always to is. be a woman. <laughs> yeah. yep. I live in Texas. I should know right now. It is a dangerous time to be a woman. And from No Name Studios in Linwood, Washington, it's the nice lady, Christy Wise. Good afternoon, Christy. Hello. Girl Scout Central no longer, but we haven't settled on mm. the next iteration of the studio. So yes, we'll so if you have see. a, we could ask people to name my studio. Ooh, yeah. Oh, Question, of like <laughs> Question of the week. <laughs> name Christy Studio. <laughs> Win a box of Girl Scout cookies? Yeah. Can you give them away without getting <laughs> shut down? Yeah. Mm. Well, okay. I guess we'll have to add that to the uh, run list of things to figure out. But as always, we will start with a little small talk and find out what's going on in our lives. We'll see what's in the mailbag. We'll learn about your life mantras. In a medium talk, we'll be discussing the joys and frustrations of life with neighbors. And finally, we'll share some Tishi recommendations and let you know how you can get involved with the show. Let's roll right on into the small talk. If you made it to the last mm, 10 or 15 minutes of the two hour and 10 minute show last week, you will know that we 
after having had a fantastic experience reading Hollywood Homicide, have already picked the next book for the Tishi Book Club. And it is a very different type of book. Uh, it, one of the um, best reviewed books of 2020, it turns out, although I had not paid any attention to that when I picked it. I just liked it. It was The Searcher by Tana French. So get your copies, start reading. I did get it from my library on the Libby app, so it's available online, and I did have to wait a little while. So if you're going to do that, you better get on it, because we have tentatively decided on June 14th for the discussion of that book. So if you want to know what's going on and have thoughts about what we say, and I don't know, maybe join us. We'll see. Then uh, get reading The Searcher by Tana French. I think maybe it's on the opposite spectrum as far as, you know, critics. Besides Kirkus reviews. (laughs) (laughs) I think so. There were a few reader reviews on Amazon where they're like, it's slow. And I'm like, well, okay. Horses for courses and all of that thing. But uh, I thought it was a great book. So I'm looking forward to talking about that with you guys. I don't think um, there's any self-improvement to come out of it. There's a lot of interesting things to talk about. But I don't think we'll be better people once we've read it, which is really the point. Excellent. Yeah. We don't need to be better people. No, we're great just the way we are. Mm -hmm. We're great. Mm -hmm. Great person. Um, And next, I... It's been a couple of months since I did uh, an update on the 12 months of gingerbread. I don't know how uh, interested anybody really is, except for that I did check our Facebook group today. And listener Sarah had posted a link to an article about this baker who did a gingerbread scene of the entire Broadway district in New York City. And she said she thought of me and I thought, oh, yeah, maybe I should talk about that gingerbread thing again, because it has been moving on. Um, I talked about it in March the last time and now it's almost June. Holy crap. But I I forgot to do February. So I did February and March together in March and I kind of forgot to do April. So this, uh, I guess, is an April update. And I don't know if I'll get a a May one, but I learned lots of new things. So maybe I can count it as both months. But uh, I showed you guys the pieces uh, before I had it all constructed. And Christy said, is that going to be a gingerbread high rise? (laughs) And I was like, it sort of seems like it might turn out to be a gingerbread high rise. Although in the end, it's only three floors. So it's a modest gingerbread apartment tower (laughs) kind of so this actually I did draw blueprints and did a little math and I had to put the roof together and I put some flower boxes on and I learned how to do um, icing brickwork and I put icing flowers in the flower boxes and even though it was only supposed to be kind of proof of concept for down the road ventures it turned out kind of good. It did. Mm-hmm. It's really pretty. I'm happy with it, and I don't want to get rid of it. I'm not sure what to do with it now because I don't really have a like a permanent place for it. <laughs> so make, make one. <laughs> I don't know, guys. Although when the air is moving in the house, like if I walk quickly past the dining room table, I do get a very nice whiff of gingerbread. Even Ooh. now, and it's been like that a week lovely. and a half since I finished it. 
Who so, needs candles when you could have fresh gingerbread? I guess it's better than any candle, that's for sure. Yeah. The throw is and good. I gotta say, I, I think your piping looks better than the theater districts. I was thinking that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> her piping it's not that neat. Her piping was a little sloppy. I looked at it and I was yeah. like, I bet I can do better than that. Yeah, but she does can. have icing, like free standing balconies balcony rails and stuff and that's a skill that I do want to practice on a little bit more because mm-hmm. I think my final project is going to have some balconies and maybe scroll work and I don't know but yes at this point I just need more practice and more techniques and I made this template out of like poster board and I think I'm probably going to modify it a little bit but I'm going to um Put it onto like um, like template plastic that I can cut out, so Mm. it'll be permanent. And I think I really need to start designing this thing because we are almost halfway through the year. And before you know it, guys, I know, I know that summer hasn't started, but it's gonna be here and gone. Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah, no, it's gonna be here. I mean, come September, it's gonna start. You're gonna start plugging away. Here's how this is going to shape up. Hillary's going to be at the pool, and Anne's going to be inside designing a gingerbread structure. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be like with a like a little umbrella drink, and be like, yeah. oh, I wonder what Anne is doing right now." <laughs> <laughs> and you need to get like an AutoCAD. Like you need to actually like, get schematics <laughs> drawn. <laughs> Hillary, do you think I have not considered that? <laughs> I thought that was kind of Gregory knows how to do that. He can help you if you need it. Oh gosh! I listen. You don't do anything with half measures, Anne. It's all I really don't. All, no, you don't. Yeah. You don't. I just, I just wanted it to work right, so I made it. Okay. Oh, look, listen. I don't have a husband. I don't have kids. I don't have cats. What else am I gonna do? Listen, I. Respect it. I think it's awesome. That thing wouldn't last a day I in know. this house. <laughs> There'd be a dog. Someone would hit it. It would have been eaten halfway. Like, no. Oh, I did send a, a picture to um, Carl and Libby, my brother and sister-in-law, uh, so that they could see my progress. Oh, wait. I have to. No, I don't want to rate Samsung Gallery, for God's <laughs> sakes. <laughs> Um, Are you sure? Are you sure? Don't you love it? Well, but uh, Libby says to me, it's so pretty. I showed Henry and he said, that looks like a gingerbread house. I want to eat it. (laughs) Yes, he does. His his sticky little dirty fingers would be all over that thing. Yeah, they would. But it would be a very disappointing lesson because, again, Mm -hmm. this is construction gingerbread. Yes. Not tasty. Gingerbread. It's like when you find baking chocolate in the cupboard. Yeah, yes. and you're like, yes. you make that mistake once. You're like, yep. um, Elliot did that with that cocoa powder. Oh no! <laughs> Put a spoonful in her mouth. It's not good. Uh, well, you have hot good. chocolate powder. I mean, yes. just kids don't know that there's sugar. No, they mixed don't know. With yeah, that. and it's nope. like it says Hershey's on it. You know, like it's a trick. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah. It looks like you've discovered a gold mm-hmm. mine, and then it's really torture. Yep. <laughs> So, um, Lundholm Construction Limited is uh, <laughs> ramping up production <laughs> over here. I can't wait to see the final 
Well, actually, yep. I, I like the whole process. I think it's... Me too. Intri- it's like an 80s montage. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're learning. <laughs> a very slow <laughs> 80s montage. I love to see the progress, yeah. though. It's really yeah. cool. I'm learning. I'm getting better at <laughs> it. Yeah. I expect nothing less. All right. Well, the most important thing is uh, that we have to talk about in Small Talk is hot off the presses. <laughs> the <laughs> beverage catastrophe. Meredith? <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> Can I just cry for five minutes, please? <laughs> okay, so behind the scenes, we were set to record at okay five p.m. Mountain. Yes. Time. The official time zone. Which is the official time zone. Of Tishy. Somebody on the Facebook page thought it was funny when I said that, and I was like, "No, it's not nope. a joke." Absolutely, we absolutely use mountain because none of us are in mountains. Yes, so it's work for everybody. And we said it's the dumbest. It's the dumbest time zone. But we were having really so is. many problems because we were like, "Wait, is that eight Eastern or is that eight Central? Wait, are we talking Pacific?" And we were like, "We're just do mountain time. It's mountain time now." Yeah. So now everybody has to subtract or add, so it's fair because nobody actually is in Mountain Time, right, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. So seven o'clock, ready to record. I go upstairs at six thirty, and I'm getting my uh, mic set up, and I'm got you know I've got my can of water, and I'm getting ready, and I'm looking at our show sheet just to make sure, and then I go downstairs, I pour myself a glass of wine. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm ready for the show. And it's like 6.58. And Wonky decides that she wants to sit on my desk. And she jumps. She is 15 years old, this cat. And she jumps from the floor and knocks over my wine. And she doesn't even knock over the whole thing. She knocks it in like maybe half of a glass of wine. And it goes, I don't know if there's a, thing in this room that it didn't get oh, on. No. It got on everything and most of it spilled into my keyboard and you know if you're really paying attention you will know that a couple of months ago she did the same thing with a cup of earl gray tea and ruined my keyboard and gregory had to actually make me a brand new keyboard he didn't have to do that but he did because mine got ruined by her. So this was another... So it got on the walls. It got on my computer. It got on almost all of the cords, which since I have a Mac, all the cords are white. Um, it got on the mouse. It got on my Nintendo Switch. And I'm looking at my arm. It's all over my oh. arm. I didn't realize that until just now. It got on my iPad. It got on my phone. It got on my pants. It got on the rug. It got on my chair. The floor, the door, I mean, like, everything. Um, There's a cat bed on one side of me with, like, there's, like, a little footstool in a cat bed where Link usually sleeps. It got on that. So I'm going to have to wash everything. I'm going to have to go to the laundromat and take the rug. Luckily, I have a Ruggable. This is a free ad for Ruggable. Amazing for pet owners, uh, owners of clumsy pets, (laughs) especially. Um, So I might be able to fit this one. It's relatively small. I might be able to fit this one in the washer. I had to wash the giant, I had an 8x10 downstairs that Link ruined last year, and I washed that at a laundromat, and it came back fine. So maybe this one, I'll see if it'll fit in our wash, but I may need to take it to the uh. laundromat. But it was just, it was, a, it was a natural disaster, and I feel terrible. I made all you three ladies wait like a half an hour until I was done cleaning this all up. But I don't, I was, I don't know. I don't want my office to smell like a brewery. <laughs> no. um, yeah. It wasn't that much wine, but, you know, if you let it sit, it's not going to be yeah, great. No. Yeah. It just gets worse. Yeah. <sighs> 
So I'm a little like, I'm a little Harried. a little keyed wonky? up right now. Are you a little wonky? <laughs> she Kidding? so last <laughs> la- yes. <laughs> Thank you, Christy. Last I knew, <laughs> she was locked in the in the bedroom because I was she was in danger of from me. So <laughs> I don't know if she's in there still or not. But Gregory helped me. Um, and he, I like basically handed him every electronic, like clean this, clean this, <laughs> clean this. And I was like dealing with the rug and the floor and the walls and everything. And I think I got it, but we'll see. It's kind of like when you're cleaning up glass and you're like, I think I got it all. And then like a month later you find, let me walk around <laughs> in bare feet yes. and then I'll yeah. find it. Yeah. So I, I think I've probably become nose blind to it at this point. So I'll, I'll have to leave the room for a while and come back and see if I can figure out where it el- where else it is. I mean, it's literally, I have a, my computer's on a little stand. It was underneath the oh, stand. I had to clean that. Gracious. I had to take everything apart. I had to restart my computer. <laughs> you know, it's Ugh. one of those things like, I mean, like when I was a kid um, and we went to a restaurant and somebody, me, would, you know, spill a glass of water or something. I love my parents. They were really good. But they would, I think, sometimes have a disproportional uh, response to spilling a drink. Mm. Like, God! <laughs> ah! So Dave and I have always said, like, with the kids, we really want to try it. Because it's like, you know, they didn't mean to do it. And it's not, you know, it, it, nothing's, nobody died from water spilling right. or whatever. It is such a visceral response to be like, ah, like it does kind of make you a little bit crazy. And you're just it's because it can ruin so many things that don't really matter Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. But it kind of is stressful. They don't. And if but and I was saying this earlier, it wouldn't have mattered so much if you guys hadn't all been sitting here waiting for me to be ready like that added so much. And that's not your fault, obviously, but it added so much anxiety to it because I hate inconveniencing other people. And here I am just like, well, I guess you guys got to all wait for me to like clean <laughs> everything. Every object in my office needs to be cleaned with alcohol now. Well, we talked about. Which the irony we, of cleaning wine with rubbing alcohol. We talked alcohol about is, how we hated you. Funny. So, I mean, it's done. Yeah, it's we, got good. Good. Yeah. we got to gossip. We got to gossip. So that's good. I'm glad you got it out of your system. And I, I started the Zoom after we stopped. So. <laughs> you will never know. <laughs> I almost cried. I didn't, oh, though. I'm oh, so sorry. It's all good. I'm remembering back when I was a kid and my brother Carl, I think when he was four, he went through a phase of a like a month long phase where he spilled his milk at dinner every single night. <laughs> and I remember like he the milk would be poured and it would be put in the glass place, you know, yes. to the mm-hmm. upper uh, right of the plate. And then he would move it down right to the edge of the table mm-hmm. where it would be right mm-hmm. by his hand. Yeah. And my mom would move it back up and then he'd move <laughs> it back down. And then sure enough, there would be an elbow or a hand or something and there it would go. Oh, I know. I think milk is a more disastrous it's spill than so wine. Bad. It's so I bad. I mean, this smells. was red wine, but like... So it could theoretically stain stuff, but with rubbing alcohol, it's not so bad. I don't know what you do about milk. Well, this it's, was skim milk, so as we said, it's white water. <laughs> white water. But if yeah. you don't get all of it, it first of all, it's like has sugars in it, right? So it's hard mm-hmm. to clean up. And then if you don't get all of it, it turns rancid. It curdles, yeah. 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 Do you have that mm-hmm. thing when you open the fridge and you're like, <laughs> yes, what was that? Is that milk? Yeah. Is the milk bad? Is the thing bad? Yes. Is that a thing? I know. I hate that smell. And you keep like closing and opening, like yep. kind of to like not get nose wine. Is that in the fridge? I know. Where is that? <laughs> is it the trash or is it the fridge? Mm-hmm. Or is it the dishwasher? Uh, yes. 
I mean, I'm glad I didn't pour myself a big, tall glass of milk before the show. <laughs> Coach your vocal so I guess cords. count my blessings. <laughs> oh, God. Good times. Ugh. Well, I, we truly did not mind no. waiting for you. No. I, I know the anxiety that provokes because I mm-hmm. feel the same when yes. I'm on that end of it. But we, we didn't mind. Nah. You're still You're cool. worth waiting for, Meredith. <laughs> Thanks, y'all. Thank you. Sorry. All right. Well, with that catastrophe, um, should we go to the mailbag? We got a lot in the mailbag today. We did. We got forward to it. it. I know. Me too. All right. So we did actually get some mail. Well, not like, I mean, I would love to get actual mail. If y'all want to send me mm-hmm. actual mail, I will ask me and I'll give you my address. <laughs> I love it. Don't ask me. <laughs> um, but uh, lovely Justina wrote in. She says, hi, all. And your mantra is a Polish saying. I love that it's become a thing in English. I used to say it when I was in high school and no one uh, knew it then. But I guess enough bilingual folks used it and others to pick up because those are really great words to live by. They have particular resonance in our family as both my kids do have done flying trapeze. So circus arts have been in my life for the past hmm, 17 years or so. Justina's life is fascinating to me. She has so many dimensions. Yep. And for people that don't remember, my mantra was not my circus, not my monkeys. Yes. I love it. And yeah. Justina, I'm going to need to hear how that sounds in Polish. Totally. So please send us a voicemail. Yes. Um, and she goes on and says, my life mantra was put into words by a friend of mine for me. Do no harm, but take no shit. Love it. I like it. Yeah. Love it. yeah. Simple to the point. Um, I have a second mantra that I use primarily in work slash school settings, and it is too, it, and it too is a Polish saying, although less widespread than the circus one. Never show a dumbass half the work. <laughs> it works in two ways. A reminder to never show a work in progress to a dumbass, yes, but also that if I'm showing a work in progress to someone, I am paying them the compliment that they are not a dumbass, so, they don't, so don't let me down. Great show as usual. All the best, Justina. P.S. The semi-recent discussion of using regards to sign off on an email stung a little, as I used to use that my entire professional life. I think it's the kind of thing that goes in and out of fashion, so there's a generational element to it. Oh, well, emails are weird, yo. You know, I was thinking about it, because I used to sign everything. I mean, definitely letters, like actual, actual letters. I used to sign, always signed it sincerely. Um, Mm -hmm. And I can't imagine doing that anymore. It seems very, like... Formal, yes, mm-hmm. sincerely. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't actually have a problem with regards. That was definitely more of a Bobby's thing. Yeah, I don't. I'm probably just not so formal in my emails because most mm-hmm. of the time it's to other people in my company, so or just people I'm mm-hmm. shorthanding with. So thanks. Exclamation point is always my my. I feel like mm-hmm. I get regards pretty re- regularly, and it doesn't seem weird to me at all. No. It depends on the context, but like at my new job, things are a little bit more formal. So I get that yeah. a lot now. Yeah. And I still am kind of like, I'm still kind of in the thanks yeah. exclamation mark mm-hmm. camp. And honestly, I don't mind a pro forma no. um, a sign off, no. you know, just like we shouldn't be spending any time thinking about how best to end an email. No, I don't care at it's, all. Yeah, it's literally, literally emails. So. Like the whole point was to be sort of a quick... Uh, little note yeah the one thing I was thinking about the other day that I hate about email is um, I have had to do this a few times is e introduce people and I've never felt more awkward I'm like hello Mm -hmm. this person and this person I would like to e introduce Mm -hmm. you and it's so 
Like, I can't, I never do it comfortably. I'm like, ah, not for real, oh. just electronically. Mm. It's so. I think I've done that a few times. Like, oh, I'm CCing this person. Like, I don't, I'm not explicit about it. I'm like, I'm seeing C- CCing this person so that you guys can blah, 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 blah. Oh, that's, I, I, I think that's the least awkward way I to do get it. CC'd into things a fair amount because yeah. I'll get, you know, forwarded something or whatever, and they'll be like, I'm including Anne. She's our data analyst, so she can help you with this request kind of thing. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, I know. That's much better. I've had to do it where it's just I'm the conduit between these two people. And it's like, this person, I just feel very um, dorky. And I think I have even Googled, like, how do you introduce? What is the, how do you, what's the text that you use? I think if you don't have, like, a specific task, then it's super yes, it weird. Yes, it is. It is. It's just as facilitating something. Yeah. Um, all right. Going forward, uh, Bob says it's um, kind of a longish email, so I'm just going to recap it a little bit. He says, "Hi, fellow kids. Thank you for reading the deathless uh, literature that is Hollywood <laughs> homicide, so we don't have to. Quite an enjoyable show, as per usual." And I'm just going to read his motto to live by. He does give some explanations, but I think that they're pretty self-explanatory. Number one, don't be a dick. That's good. I'm uh, sure <laughs> if you're going to go with that. <laughs> sure. Yes. Uh, two, don't compare your insides to other people's outsides. Yep. That's a good one. My therapist has said that to me a million times. Like, I get it. Uh, three, while there is a lower class, I am in it. While there is a criminal element, I am of it. And while there is a soul in prison, I am not free. I mean, wow, that's a, that's a deep one. Okay. That's a, that's a quote. That's a a a life mantra. (laughs) Yeah. My therapist has never said that. Uh, and number four, Bob knows the fine line that separates good taste from bad. He ignores it completely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> very cute. And we know that for sure. Uh, and then Mackenzie wrote in and said, hi, all. I don't know if this qualifies as a mantra, but I like to say blame is not a useful concept. It refocuses on solutions to problems, which makes people more free to take responsibility for and learn from mistakes once the problem is addressed, but in a more productive way than blame. Hmm. Totally agree. That's like good. It. Yeah. That's very That's wise. a very mature yes. way to look at mm-hmm. things. And I think that one that um, a lot of us still struggle with. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just it's so smart to try and get around the defensiveness yes. of other people. It's a good mm-hmm. way to reframe it. Yeah. Oh, I hate defensiveness. It makes me so mad. Oh, I hate it the most when I'm the one who's getting defensive. What do you mean? What do you mean? What are you saying? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, all right. Well, moving on to our question of the week responses. Uh, what is your life mantra? Rosemary says, my newest one is you are under no obligation to live an extraordinary life. But I'm also a big fan of borrowing RuPaul's mantra. What other people think of you is none of your business. I like that one. I like that one. Mm-hmm. Those are both yeah, really yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. I know. I really struggle with the first one because I'm always like, I'm going to be great. And then I'm like, you know, not great. So (laughs) there's nothing wrong with being regular. I know. It's true. That quote is stolen so much by influencers and changed in there. Like Rachel Hollis sells a mug with that on there. (laughs) Mm. Gross. But I believe it's like an old. I know I've heard it in the context of AA. Oh, huh. But I don't. But. I don't know who the origin of it is, but it's a good one. Um, Ellen says things can and do work out for me. And that's, she's attributing it to herself. Me, a professional encourager. (laughs) (laughs) I had a friend say something kind of similar like that to me once. And she said, here's how it works. 
you do the thing and then you get the thing. Which was like to tell me to stop forecasting what yeah. was going to happen and how things mm, were going to yeah. fail and yeah. just say you do mm. the thing and then you get the thing yeah. and that's how it works it's no more complicated than that i know i just have to i was thinking about ones when i was reading these that i, I read something that was like anxiety is not intuition and i was like yeah oh, yeah but sometimes it is but sometimes it's not yeah um, okay, Anne says, when you are trying to figure out the correct course of action, do the thing you would advise your kid to do. Huh. I guess. Ooh, that sounds hard. Yeah, I know. I'm like, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't, either. <laughs> I don't either at all. Wonky, don't jump on the desk. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Linda says, it is what it is. You know what's the shame about this? Is I like that a lot. It's sort of, you know, it, yeah. it goes along with... Um, the serenity prayer and the grace to accept the things I cannot yeah. change. Like it is mm-hmm. what it is. The yeah. problem is that Trump fucking ruined it. Exactly. When yeah. He said it is what it is about oh. COVID. So now every time I'm inclined to say, well, it is what it is. I think of him and I'm like, God damn it. You even ruined that for me. My association with this phrase is that my mom hates it so much. <laughs> like if you ask her, her number one hate, this is the phrase. And I don't, fully Me understand too. she's she, it irritates her because it doesn't say it doesn't mean anything yeah. according to her she's like it doesn't mean anything of course things are what they are and i'm like well okay but what it's saying is accept stuff for what they are the way right. that yeah, yeah for for what it is and she's like i don't care that's a dumb <laughs> phrase <Like> she, <laughs> so i don't necessarily agree but that's what i think of her instead of i think of her hatred and not of trump which i actually i'll i'll take her hate over trump oh. Any day, day. I also hate it, and it. um, I think I had a boss that said it all the time, and I hated it. And also, I also Mm. hate um, agree to disagree. (laughs) (laughs) Like those two things. Well, it's so minimizing. Like go hand in hand. Yes. Well, because mostly I'm like, no, I'm right. So we're (laughs) not. We're not actually going to disagree on this. Well, and usually the people say that are like wrong, and it's not about like oh it was supposed to be Thursday, but now it's Friday. It's about like whether you should hate people. Yes. <laughs> right. Well, we had my uh, current, uh, my new mother-in-law said that to me two summers ago when I yelled at them about gun control at a mm-hmm. restaurant. <laughs> yep. um, well, I guess we'll just have to agree to disagree. And I was like, yeah, I guess so. Middle finger. Yeah. <laughs> you take, you, you know, you're like wonky. Give me my wine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Throw it on this lady. Yeah, uh, I my mom said it to me after she called me a guinea pig. Actually, a guinea pig. She couldn't spell it, but um, <laughs> a guinea pig for getting a, a, a vaccination. So amazing! Yeah. It's like arguing climate change with someone. Yes. It's like no, right. we're not agreeing to disagree. <laughs> no, because yeah. you're up. wrong. You're wrong. You're actually, and people wrong. are dying from it. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Um, Thea says currently I can do hard things. I know. That's great. I like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I know. I've been doing um, Apple Plus exercises lately, and that's one of the trainers has that motto is your body is made to do hard things, and that's the way she gets you to do things that are awful. And it yeah. works. It's pretty motivating. As long as those hard things don't include burpees. I know. Fucking burpees. Oh, those Sometimes are the worst. They do. I have a no burpee policy. <laughs> no, thank you. Um yeah, no, they suck. Um, Anne Louise says, everything that comes out of Daniel Tiger's fuzzy mouth. Now, I had a moment where I was like, oh, fucking Daniel Tiger. I fucking hate him. But I would take some 
and this isn't always true, but the one that I replied back to her was, uh, we used to say, there was a song that was like, grown ups come back. And I would say it to the kids. Now, that's not always true. But when there was a babysitter that was coming and the kids were little and couldn't really understand that we were going away, but we're, you know, we'll come back. We would, we would sing that. So, you know, it's very, um, Mr. Rogers. That's very soothing. Yes. I probably mm-hmm. could have used yeah. that. One of my earliest memories is my mom went to visit my aunt in Delaware or something and she got on a plane and this was in the time when you could go like you know right to the the walkway and watch people walk and so I have a very clear memory of watching her walk away and I'm just like I was probably three or four and I'm just like screaming because I thought she was walking away and never coming back God. <laughs> and I don't know why like no one ever I don't know maybe they did explain to me that she was coming back but it didn't absorb and so that was like my first trauma <laughs> little baby <laughs> mom's leaving I know. bye I think that as an adult if I'm going to have a role model in the neighborhood of make-believe it's Lady Elaine Fairchild oh absolutely oh. I hated her yeah. when I was a kid I thought she was such a bitch and <laughs> I'm like wait she's such a bitch and she's <laughs> awesome <laughs> <laughs> oh I know it's sweet I uh the the kids I mean Daniel Tiger is a little bit cornier than Mr. Rogers I mean it's just as animated so it's a it, whatever it's its own little thing but it it was sweet and it's quiet which is nice because so many kids shows are fucking annoying oh so annoying um okay Kenneth says I like the saying from the not so great book we listened to it was something like you gotta make your own peanut butter <laughs> I like that <laughs> saying that is good go to Whole Foods yeah and you grind it, it up <laughs> I think that's shut down right now oh Oh, they used to have peanut butter grinders at the time buildings. And then there's people having allergic reactions, which is not funny, but it's kind of funny that they just like, and no one cleaned up. So it was just like, like, look like little piles of poop everywhere. God, gross. (laughs) People are disgusting. Yes, they are. Peanut butter grinders at free snack aisle. No. Um, Leslie says, it's fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. I may have stolen that. (laughs) Yes, you did. I know. I can't even believe I didn't think about that as my mantra. It's fine. It's fine. Because it applies to every situation. Mm -hmm. Um, Amanda says, never put your key to happiness in someone else's pocket. I like that a lot. So Mm -hmm. good. Yes. That's a good one. Um, Heather said, everything is going to be okay. Key to anxiety calming. Uh, Sometimes I write it on my arm. Probably won't ever actually tattoo it, but have considered. That might be an okay tattoo. Yeah. Yeah, If you need the reminder. Yeah. That's a good tattoo. I know. And that one's not going to go. I mean, my problem with tattoos always is I'm like, what am I going to look at in 20 years and not be like disgusting? Why did I get that on my body? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't have anything against tattoos. I just yeah. can't think of anything that I want to put on myself like that. Permanently. I know. It's I, like I always say, it's like reading an old diary entry and you're like, oh, God, what a <laughs> dork. Um, I tattooed my literal middle name on my arm (laughs) when I was 18 and I hated it so much I removed it. It's my middle name. (laughs) And you're like, "Ah." it's not going to change. And I was like, nah, I don't need this anymore. Um, Julie says it could be worse. (laughs) Okay, Julie. (laughs) All right. This is my question on the next one. It's Amy. And she said, sounds dark, but keep passing the open windows. I don't understand that. What does that mean? Um, imagine the picture of the 
dog with the question mark over its head. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's my reaction. I know. Yeah. Boo the dog. The question. The yes. Question, question mark, mark me the dog. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe because you are waiting for the door. Don't go. Keep don't go in the windows. The You're not supposed windows. to go in them. But what if Just the open windows the have pie in them? <laughs> and why is it dark? I thought. Yeah. I thought that when a window was open, a door was closed, yeah. and vice versa. Yeah, God oh. does it or something. <laughs> maybe explain this is yourself. A, maybe this is an atheist thing. <laughs> yeah, true. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Alicia says super cheesy, but my soundtrack lately has been Kelly Clarkson's "Broken and Beautiful." Specifically, I know I got this because I've had it all along. Whatever, Kelly Clarkson's never cheesy. I love Kelly Clarkson. Never. She's great. No, that's yeah. good. No, that's a good one. Yeah, she's going to be the new Ellen. I mean, she's already kind of there, but she's she's American. Didn't they say she's going to be much better. Better than oh Ellen's yeah. yeah, yeah. She's going to be much better. Yeah, I agree. Um, Kristen, my sister says, "Be where you are supposed to be and do what you are supposed to do." I fail time to time, but I try. I still kind of don't understand that either. I need to like get some clarification. What if I don't want to? Maybe that goes along with like control your peanut butter, like like deal with your yeah. own shit. Yeah, it sounds like an order. What if though? you're supposed to be at the open window though? I'm so- <laughs> What if you're supposed to be at the closed door? Right. Oh, no. I think I take it as like my sister being like, you need to be somewhere and do what you're supposed to be doing. And I'm like, you don't need to tell me what to do. That's You're not the boss of me. No. You're taking this a little personally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this isn't an attack on you. Um, that, I mean, maybe it is. <laughs> that's what I'm kind of thinking. Um, Bet says, be better, which made me laugh because I think Ann Miner this- was like, but don't be best. Yeah. Right. Be best. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever that means. I mean, yeah. if anybody could have failed more spectacularly in that situation, I don't know how it could be done because <laughs> it's derivative and it's stupid and it's unachievable. <laughs> and she certainly didn't no. achieve it. Mm-hmm. And there, yeah, the whole administration was like the literal opposite of it. it no. Ridiculous. Okay. Carolyn says, don't uh, give everyone a piece of your mind or you'll have no peace of mind. I come from a long line of people who have the unfortunate motto of, let me tell you wh- what you've done wrong. So I deliberately <laughs> try not to share my unpleasant <laughs> opinions of others, unless I think not doing so would cause more harm. That is, that's, that's a nice. good one. Oof. Mm-hmm. That's like, don't say anything nice. Yes. Or if you don't have nothing nice to say. Come sit by me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, totally. <laughs> Maggie has a two for here. One, just breathe. Or two, Fuck them if they can't take a joke. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's like the two sides of Maggie's personality, I think. Yep. Yep. Um, Kate says, and so it goes. Thank you, Mr. Vonnegut. Um, Andrea says, assume good intent. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I do too. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. nice. It's hard, but it's a good one. I know. Mm-hmm. Well, it kind of goes also in that like nobody's thinking about you, you know? So right. it's like, right. right. It, like they're not, they're probably not trying to like ruin your day. Destroy or, you. Yeah. Yeah. As I say to my husband, I don't think you're malicious. I just think you're selfish. <laughs> and <laughs> I think that's most people. They're like, there's no ill intent. They're not trying to be mean. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. just trying to, they're just thinking about themselves, which is everybody. Um, lovely, uh, lovely Phyllis right below. just said, LOL, which at first I thought she was responding, <laughs> of course, responding to somebody. And I was like, Phyllis. And then I was like, Oh no, that's just her no. mantra. <laughs> that's yeah. Her actual mon- yeah. yeah. Um, Jessica, another family member of, uh, Christy sort of says, may my kids be in therapy for something different than I am in therapy for. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I think that's, that's a good the one. best you can hope for. Yes. Jessica. Yeah. 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 That got her in trouble f- with her mom. Oh no. <laughs> Oh, no. Because you make it all about yourself. 
Oh, oh we right. asked about yourself. Yeah. I know. No, I'm saying that her mom, when she says that, her mom is like, oh, what does that mean? Oh, right. Why, why <laughs> would you be in therapy? Was I not a perfect mother? <laughs> 100%. I was talking about this the other day where I'm like, you know, a lot of us don't, like, I don't know if I have the hope to do so much better than my parents financially necessarily, but like, again, my parents were good parents, but I hope to parent in a, you know, different way or whatever kind of the same thing like not be in therapy for being my kids be in therapy for different mm. reasons it's just like wanting a little bit better for your kids than you had it and like right. my parents wanted yeah. better you make for different me. mistakes yeah. Yeah. you yeah. make di- yeah. right plenty of them but different ones um jack said handed down from my grandfather eat first and take your own transportation words to live by i love that, oh my love God, that. Yes. i the transportation yes. Uh, like specifically oh, I'm yeah. like because I have a fear of being trapped places and I'm like Me I just too. need a way to get out I've been in that situation Ugh. before yeah it's one of the top five reasons why I don't drink because I want to be able to drive wherever I can I know. need yep. an escape hatch mm-hmm. um Ingrid said bleeding always stops this was from my dad who was a physician he thought it was hilarious <laughs> it doesn't always yeah know. i mean it i mean does. if it does then you <laughs> don't worry about it anymore because you're dead yeah. <laughs> well okay i guess eventually it's going to coagulate <laughs> on the sidewalk eventually. unless you're like a hemophiliac i guess well yeah i guess if eventually you yeah. would like die then you're dying you yeah. yeah. perfect then you can perfect stop mantra. worrying yeah well we have some brilliant brilliant listeners thank you guys for contributing mm-hmm. i would like to take all these mantras and try to combine them synthesize them into an uber mantra i don't know if it's possible mm. but i might think about it put it into one of those word bubble creators i you don't know, know. The- it probably oh. boils down to bob's don't be a dick yes yeah, yeah. although we're gonna need clarification on amy's i know that's amy, true yeah because maybe that's the best one and we just don't <laughs> it get might it be. It's true. yeah it's the keys to the universe yep Okay, I think it's time for medium talk. Um, this is something near and dear to my heart this week <laughs> because I've got a neighbor. Well, okay, I've got a neighbor story. So I thought that that this would be a good story for the show. And then I think, Christy, you were like, let's all talk about neighbors. Mm-hmm. And we all loved it. So we're going to talk about the good, the bad, the Derricks. <laughs> we'll explain a little bit more later. Um, so... We all have to live next to people. Most of us do, I think. And it's so weird, right? Like you buy a house or you rent an apartment and you have no idea who's around you and you just have to deal with these randos, right? Yep. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes they're great. Sometimes you have to buy them a bottle of wine to <laughs> buy their silence. <laughs> you know. <laughs> sometimes they're, they become your friends. Sometimes they become your enemies. Um, and I think we all have some stories in this regard. So... And do you want to get us started with neighbor stories? Sure. I just had the random flash to my last apartment where the last people that lived in the next apartment over on my floor was this really sweet Mexican family. I don't think I ever talked to them, but they had three little kids and every Friday afternoon they would play um, the Mexican music. What's mm. it called? I don't know anything about Mariachi. Mariachi music. No. Mariachi. I mean, but it was, it wasn't Ranchero. mariachi, but yeah, Ranchero. Yeah. And I could hear oh, okay. that come through the wall if I was mm-hmm. home on a Friday afternoon. Actually, I kind of enjoyed that. Yeah. Like lying on the bed, listening to the Ranchero music yeah. on a Friday. But that was not anything I planned to talk about. Um, 
I'll start with the one that made the biggest impression on me was Mr. Sensitive is what I have referred to him as in my notes. Uh, in my last apartment, it was a three-floor apartment, and I lived on the second floor with my roommate, and she had just finished getting her doctorate, <laughs> and she had gotten a job at some college on the East Coast, and she was moving out. And so the day before she was moving, I was home... Even though I was working retail, it must have been a Thursday because Thursdays were my day off. And it was around lunchtime. I remember I was watching Ellen and eating lunch, sitting on the couch. And my roommate was <laughs> in her room, like packing her clothes. And it was just very quiet and chill. And then we get a phone call and my roommate answers. And I deduce that it's the management office. And I hear my roommate saying, talking to her, and she's like, oh, I understand. I used to work nights. That must be very frustrating. Hmm. Whatever. And the person who lived below us had called the management office to say that we were making a lot of noise. And then it sounded like we were running the hurdles in <laughs> our apartment. Oh, my God. Me sitting on the couch. Her packing clothes in her bedroom. <laughs> like doing two of the quietest things that mm -hmm. you could do. Exactly. And um, and my roommate was sympathetic because she used to work nights for the highway department while we were in grad school. So she would be in the trucks that went out and like restripe the lines at night. And she was like, yeah, I totally understand that when you have a different schedule from everybody else and you're trying to sleep during the day. But, you know, I'm I'm not being disruptive. I'm just moving okay so yeah. you need to live on the top floor if that well, if you're that sensitive we're we're this is just step number one. Oh, the geez, next is worse the next day was the actual move out day and she had a moving company come one of the like i don't know atlas van lines or something with the really big long moving mm -hmm. trucks and three guys with dollies and back braces who put a ramp up the steps and we're like wheeling her stuff out. And then we get another phone call. It's, it's the management office again. And he's called again to complain. And we're like, can he look out his window <laughs> and see the guys carrying the boxes? And my roommate was like, oh, I understand. But it the movers are here. We're going to be finished shortly. And then that'll be the end of it. Right. Okay, let's cut to a couple of days later. It's Memorial Day weekend. I remember it was Sunday of Memorial Day weekend. I was up late because I didn't have to work the next day. And now I have two bedrooms all to myself. And I thought, ooh, an extra closet. I could put some stuff in that closet. And so I had taken some boxes out earlier in the evening. And I thought, as you do, you can't move boxes without looking to see what's in them. And so I was in the living room at about midnight sitting on the floor with a box full of like papers. And I was just going through the papers, take them out, look at them, setting them in the keep pile, setting them in the giveaway pile or throwaway pile. Sure. And there's a knock on the door. I'm like, who could that be at midnight? It's the downstairs guy. Oh my God. And he's like, can you please stop making so much noise? <laughs> You're like, I'm literally looking at papers. <laughs> And the only thing that came to my mind, and I said to him, I thought you worked nights. <laughs> exactly. Right. And he goes, oh, 
not on the weekends. <laughs> and I said, so at this point I got mad and I said, well, if you gave me a copy of your work schedule, would that help? <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, Ugh, no. And I said, well, look, I don't want to be a bad neighbor, but I also have to be able to live my life and I'm not doing anything noisy. This is an old building and the floors creak when the weight shifts and that's just how it's going to be. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry about that. And he just sort of looks at me for another second and then he turns around and storms back downstairs. And I thought, okay, I got to get ahead of this. So the next day I had to arrange to leave work early so that I could get home before the management (laughs) office closed. And I went in and I I talked to the lady and I was like, look, this is what happened. And she was like, oh, you poor thing. (laughs) Imagine sitting there trapped in your own apartment, afraid to move. And she said, don't worry about it. If he complains again, we'll tell him that he can move to an apartment on the top floor when one becomes available. And I was like, okay, just as long as like I'm not going to get into trouble for being loud. And she was like, no problem. And that was the last that I ever heard from him. But I was so sensitive for the next Jeez. four years yeah. I lived there yeah. about mm-hmm. walking around my apartment. How dare you? <laughs> I know, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, and that's the thing that like living in an apartment kind of situation is... I don't know. There has to be some sort of agreement if you're within normal time periods slash doing normal things that sometimes you hear noisy things. It's just the way it goes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People live their lives. Yeah. yeah. Right. And in the, in, in the leases, there's usually quiet time. And, and right. that's, and it's like 10 o'clock at night or something, maybe seven at night in some places, but from seven to seven, you can do what you want. Right. You can play mariachi band music and, <laughs> Irish tap dance or whatever. <laughs> and and if you're that sensitive, you need to live on the top. Yep. Yes. I mean, come yes. midnight, don't you dare sit on the floor and sort through papers. Because <laughs> imagine if, if you had little kids running around. Yep. Oh, God, I cannot imagine. So that's my first one. Who's going to go next? I'll go next. Um, I have a very positive uh, neighbor experience and this these are the people who lived next to us when I was growing up and it was this couple named David and Julie and they had two little boys and David was just like the kindest nicest guy in the world and Julie was super sweet and she was studying for her PhD when I was like I don't know I probably was like seven or eight when I became aware of them um and they they had their little boy and then they had another one when I was like 10 and I would babysit. They were probably my first babysitting experience because they were right next door. Um, and so like I would babysit while she was studying and, you know, she was home and my mom was home or whatever. So it was very like chill babysitting. Um, and they were sweethearts and their kids were great. And I am still in touch with them on Facebook. Aww, and they're that's super so nice. cool. Yeah. They are awesome people. And um, the other positive one I wanted to bring up was this woman named Gertie, which like, okay, <laughs> Gertrude, obviously, but, um, she, so my dad bought the, the house that he owns. It's in East town in Grand Rapids. John Jacobs, I'm only talking to you. He lives on Ethel. Um, <laughs> and he owns this. <laughs> I'm sure he's the only person who knows <laughs> where this is. 
Um, it's in Easttown, and he owns this big old Victorian. And it used to be that the second story was inhabited by this woman, Gertrude. And when I was little, she had all this mythos around her. Like, she was ancient, you know? Like, she was a billion years old. She was probably 80, you know? She wasn't that old. <laughs> but when I was five, she was a zillion. Right, of course. Um, she might as well have, like, ridden a dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, and... And later, my di- there's a carriage house um, in the backyard of this house, and my sister and I would explore the attic. And there was this old, <laughs> there was this old wheelchair that was made out of wicker. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, like when we found that, I was like, that's definitely Gertie's. <laughs> She's not that old. <laughs> But she was a sweetheart, and she lived in the second story. My dad uh, bought the house and turned it into – so, like, he lives on the second and third story. That's now, like, a whole house, and then he runs out the downstairs. Um, but Gertie was, like, a sweet old lady who lived in this house when I was really little. And it's a whole thing because my stepdad bought the house next door. Oh, um, yeah. I remember that. He talked yeah, about that. My, my dad and my stepdad used to be really good friends. Right. For obvious reasons, they aren't friends anymore. I mean, um, but your dad is gay. He can't be mad that your mom got with his friend. He didn't want to be with her. Oh, he's not mad. My stepdad's just a petty little... <laughs> oh, okay, okay. As the we don't need Van Harn world turns. <laughs> it's very <laughs> So the house next door to where my dad lives is super awesome and my stepdad doesn't own it anymore but when he did it got hit by lightning because it had like a it had like a um like a i want to say turret that's not the term it had a i don't know what are the it's it's round and it's like above everything else a cupola (laughs) cupola maybe oh no it was a really tall like spherical architectural object call it a tower anyway uh, yeah, it had a tower. It was it was like a castle, and it got hit by lightning, and it set on oh. fire. Whoa! Um, yes, super cool. As a little kid, I thought that was awesome. As a grown adult who owns a home, I'm like, oh no, <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> I don't want to. Like, I love a house that has that feature, but no. I don't. I don't want to get hit by lightning. No. no. So anyway, um, it's all like the so- romance of like old houses <laughs> yes. is really outweighed by the grubbiness when you get in them yeah yep yep yeah so i i grew up in old houses and grand rapids has a lot of amazing um victorian era like housing stock that's really beautiful but obviously takes a ton of upkeep and i'm going to inherit one one day and i'm not looking forward Uh to it because i'm done with it um but now the people who live next door to my dad bought it and have poured just billions of dollars into it and fixed it up and it's beautiful and and it's great so um anyway that's what i think of when i think of that house i think of gertie and what a sweet old lady she was and how she had a wicker wheelchair (laughs) (laughs) um i'll go with a good one um when dave and i first moved to austin i had some friends here but like they were in their first year of law school and you know they were super duper busy so it was like up to us to make our own friends which is good it was a good thing forced me out of my comfort zone but um we lived in an awesome apartment and the way it was situated was great because we it was like hard to explain but we had somebody above us but it was I felt like it was vacant most of the time and there wasn't anybody in either adjoining wall so it was like we kind of were standalone a little bit 
But what I would do on Sundays is, this was so me pre-kids, I would go out to the pool. There were two pools there that was awesome. There was one where you could sit in, like, the shallow end, and I would get a paperback. There's this author named Linda Howard who writes, like, it was my first foray into, like, Hillary's horny horny corner <laughs> time. But it was, like, you know, with a little bit of, like, thriller edge to it. Um, so <laughs> This I, water's <laughs> getting warm. I know. <laughs> so I would sit there and, like, read my book, and then so there was a lower pool and there was an upper pool and sometimes like little kids would go down the lower pool and I'm like Ugh, I don't want to be around little kids so I'm going to go to the upper pool so <laughs> I was I know kids. Chris get away <laughs> so I'd go there and read and then one time there was this couple that was like not grossly canoodling but they were definitely you know like <laughs> a little bit like smoochy smoochy but talking and like I was eavesdropping as I want to do and I'm sure I'd had a drink or two and I like reading my book and then I just struck up a conversation with them because that's how I am I'm sure they're like oh my god she's so annoying please let her you know go away well I found out that they had been married like a week before they were just about our age um and Unfortunately, because we live in different parts of the city, we don't hang out that much anymore. But for like a year and a half, it was the best. They weren't our next door neighbors, but they lived in the same complex. And we would go to the pool every Thursday and like have a happy hour and hang out. We go, they, they, the guy was from Austin. And so he would show us like all these cool places to go, like, you know, old school kind of Austin-y places to go. And I don't know, it was just one of those times in your life that I'm like, oh, we'll never get that back because it was like, you know we were like in our, I was in my late twenties. Dave was in his thirties. We were footloose, fancy free, just moving there, having an apartment. And I struck up a conversation with these people that became lifelong friends. So it was, it was actually, that was the best. Like that was a, that was a really good time. Man. I had a moment when you were talking, I thought, is this where Hillary tells us about her swing? <laughs> no. I know. <laughs> and then, no, no, God, no. That, Travis and Lisa are very good looking people, but that, that, <laughs> that was never going to happen. <laughs> no. Are you still friends with them? We're friends. So we moved first down south, and then they moved up north, which is like, I'm trying to think. Christy, in like Seattle parlance, I guess it would be like where you live to where like maybe Will lives. Maybe not quite that far, mm-hmm. but like, you know, you would have, yeah. you need to like make a plan to go out. You're not just going to like run into each other. So yeah. and you, you got to um, use the bathroom it's a day. before you yeah. yes. leave. Yes. And they have, they, they have like a, you know, a seven year old and we have our, you know, you just get into your lives as adults and we probably yeah. could make time for it, but we've been so, but it was, it was definitely a, a really, a really fun time. It was our little Melrose place. Nice. <laughs> so my turn. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I will talk about the neighbors that I like. It's hard because the bad ones always stick out, right? And I lived so many years in apartments, so I have nightmare stories. But um, when we were looking for a house, I went to 50 or 60 at least with Holy the realtor. Shit. Jesus. Yeah. And part of it, Jeremy was out of town for like four days and that was when we were having to like do it. And so most of that was by myself. And we went to this neighborhood that ends up, um, spoiler alert, being my neighborhood, but we were looking at this house and, um, I just love that there was a little cul-de-sac and all the kids were out playing and the adults were out talking and it seemed really fun. Like everyone was having a, a good time. And so I asked, I asked the um, one of the women that were standing outside, like, oh, like, 
do the kids go, you know, what school do they go to? Because there's one down the street, but I didn't know. Um, and they just were like, oh, yeah, this is a great neighborhood. We love it. And I talked to him for a little bit. And then I said, I want, we want this house. I mean, we want this neighborhood. Sure. But the house wasn't great. There was a gazebo to the back. They had ripped out all of the, the grass and put in cement. And it was a gazebo. And it had, it was a shrine to Jesus with like lights <laughs> on, on all these pictures and what they had done to the inside was just really weird. And it was just outside of our price range. Like we could have done it, but it wouldn't have been great. Um, so I was like really bummed, but about the neighborhood. And then, um, about two weeks later, the house that we ended up getting came on the market and we bought it and then I was like oh my gosh this is the same neighborhood Aww. like I didn't I hadn't put it together so we are still friends with the woman that I talked to the the weirdness because she has a kid that's um a year or two older than Elliot and the weird thing is we only see them in the summer like in the winter we always go oh we should hang out in the winter but we don't and we like we wave at each other or um whatever but in the summer we're over there like all the time last summer we didn't so um you know but um <laughs> usually like if we're, we'll have like barbecues with them or roast marshmallows in our yard and then things like um one time I didn't have the key to if I don't have my car key so I rode the bus I don't have the house key. I've since um, fixed that. And then, so I tried to get in through the garage, but the keypad was dead. So I had to go borrow a nine volt battery from that neighbor. <laughs> so I just, they're just like really nice. And also the husband listened to TBTL. Oh. Oh. And he was like, and I never used to go out. They'd be like, um, Oh, you say you have a wife, but we've never seen her. Um, I've, I've <laughs> don't go. I go out there now more. But he was like, "Wait, she's that Christy?" Uh. <laughs> I'm like, like now I don't want to go out. <laughs> uh. Yeah, fun neighbors. Oh, that sounds like a nice experience. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I guess I'll just uh, tell you about the times we called our cops on the neighbors. Yes. Yes. Yes, please. <laughs> I mean, really, I didn't do it. My roommate did it, but I was there. And it's just that uh, the apartment we lived in before Mr. Sensitive uh, was an apartment my mother referred to as the dump, which I always got mad at her for. And I was like, I live here. Rude. I can call it the dump. You <laughs> are not allowed to call it a dump. But we lived on the third floor and these people lived on the ground floor and I think the second floor was empty at the time, maybe. But one night, they had a party. Oh, and this was close to the University of Minnesota, so it's all students, right? And uh, it was a party, a rager, so loud oh, that we could hear it through two floors. And it went until three in the morning, oh, and no. then my roommate mm. called the cops. And then we, like, peered through the curtains <laughs> as the cop car drove up and shut the party down. You're like, yes. But that's the whole story. It's not really even a story, but that was just the that's one time. That's an agonizing decision. Because yeah. you're yep. like, I don't want to be that person, but I'm going to be that person right now. Like, Also, it feeds in well to, the, to my next. Oh, good. Yes. yes. <laughs> So the reason this all came up is that I have this neighbor 
His name is Derek. Christy, you've met him. <laughs> I have. Well, I love sorta. him so much. <laughs> so I think when you, so Christy and Jeremy, it was when he was driving his weird destroyed mm-hmm. car through Detroit and you guys stayed here for a couple of days and you came and saw it. it was when we first moved in. So it was like we first saw this house mm-hmm. and it still had a balcony that was intact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think like you must have pulled up in the driveway and he was getting out of his car and he was listening to Eminem. <laughs> yeah, we got out and he was sitting there like he was just blasting Eminem. Yeah, that that's what he does. Derek <laughs> likes his outside music, doesn't he? He, he likes sure outside does. music, yeah. <laughs> he really does. Uh, and so Derek has gotten a new car. I think he had the Audi at that point. The Audi died like immediately after that and it got towed away. And then he got this Pontiac. Uh, Detroit, um, maybe. Yeah. Um, and then it immediately he got in a horrible accident with it and the Aww. front end of it was destroyed. Aww. And so it was like in the driveway, just like crashed up. Um for several months, like most of the winter. And then as soon as it got warm out, he started to work on the car. Now, Derek, as far as I know, is not a mechanic. (laughs) Um, We're not entirely sure what he does. We should ask him. But I think he works at a strip club. Um, It's got the word ebony in the title. Mm -hmm. That's He's not a dancer, right? I don't think so. He's like in his 60s. I think he's a, I assumed he was a bartender, but he might be a DJ. And I've come to this conclusion because recently, since it's been nice out, he's been in his garage every afternoon with his laptop and he has two large speakers on stands, no. the kind that are like as oh, tall God. as a person on either side of him. <laughs> and he plays, you know, the hottest R&B jams from the 90s, basically, <laughs> in the early 2000s, all day, every day. He's the neighborhood DJ. Yep. And this is difficult for me because I'm the kind of person who needs silence. I can barely even listen to, like, <laughs> classical music when I really need to concentrate. Mm-hmm. And my new job, I need to concentrate really hard all the time. Silence! Really hard. <laughs> yes. So I'm kind of in this phase where I'm like, I need to con like I'm, I'm on edge because it's a new job and I feel insecure about it still. I don't feel competent yet and I need to do a good job and I need, and that means I need to concentrate. And ever since, I don't know, it's been like at least a month of him being out there from like one thirty until five every day, Ooh. just at top volume. If it was at a normal volume, fine but it's so much that i put on my noise canceling headphones and i can still hear it i put on my headphones to have a conference call and people are like what is that and i'm like uh can you like feel the beat in your bones yes it's like you know it his speakers point at one of my windows my window like my office is in the corner back corner of the house and so one of the windows like basically faces his garage and so it's kind of pointing right at me but you can hear it clear as day in the kitchen as well you know you have to be on the clear other side of the house to escape it and so my noise canceling isn't doing it i can't play music to drown it out because then it's just noisier Mm mm-hmm I've tried that. It's just cacophony. Um, Yeah, which is worse. 
And so finally it came to this kind of like I was going to I I I did not want to call the cops. This is not a cop's offense and I don't want him to get shot. Right, right, right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's a black man and I mean I just don't <laughs> it's not worth that. So I I didn't want to go that route and so it was like Gregory would come home. Like this happened when Gregory was in school his semester finished a few weeks ago and so it's not so much of an issue for him anymore but like when he was trying to study this would happen and he would be like tearing his hair out so it's not just me like this was this was bad and so like the other day we were looking at each other like what are we gonna do move do we just move like is that the is that the thing Because neither of us are confrontational, and it was like, oh, I don't, I don't want to talk to him. Isn't that um, um, the advice they used to give all the time on my brother, my brother, and me in the early days? They're like, bags well, and move away. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and that is the ultimate plan, but that's not going to work in the short term. And so eventually, it just got to this boiling point. And Gregory actually did the hard work. So we're outside, and Derek, he always like asks to borrow tools, and not not even in like a a homer simpson ned flanders kind of way like he just borrows them and gives them back it's not like he keeps them or anything he is a good neighbor in many other regards so like he asked to borrow a saw and gregory was like i'll trade you for a volume reduction (laughs) which like the only way this was going to work is if it was natural yes you know i don't think if we had gone over there and been like excuse me derek could you Mm -hmm. like i don't think that would have gone over or it would have created some bad will or something so he did the hard work and Derek was like, oh, and he like turned, it was, of course, he was playing music at this time as they're having this conversation. <laughs> and so he like turns it down a little bit and he's like, is that okay? And he's like, well, it's, yeah, it, it's just that Meredith works from home and she has to concentrate. And he made this face that was like, oh, oh shit, I'm sorry. Like he didn't realize that. So I don't know if he didn't know that I work from home, didn't care, whatever. So he was sort of like, taken aback and literally ever since then he's been pretty quiet so it worked huge relief it worked um and so he will be out there and he'll sit in his car now in the Pontiac that has so he sits out there with his mechanic and they like bang hammers on I don't know what they're doing <laughs> but they've gotten that car to where at least he can drive it around the neighborhood I, I'm sure the alignment is destroyed I'm sure that it's just a totaled car but he's driving it and you know he it's got a better sound system than those speakers so he'll sit in the driveway and play music in that car and at least it's at a reasonable volume I don't care if I can hear a little bass I don't care if I can hear a little bit of music it's if I can't drown it out yeah. and I can't concentrate yeah. around it yeah. you know like I know, living around people is what what that means. Um, but it was it was. This pretty is absurd. not shuffling through um, papers. <laughs> no, quietly in a living no, room. No, it was crazy. It was insane. Like I could have stuck my phone out the window, and you guys would have been like, "What the hell?" <laughs> Meredith, I can clearly hear genuine. Is Derek the one that had the cats in the garage? Yep. Oh, oh right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Derek also had two cats that. I guess they just decided they didn't want in the house anymore, so they threw outside and let them get pregnant and, and have kittens. Didn't they that have I like had to deal ten with. babies? Yeah, um, two moms, five babies each. Yeah, yeah, that was quite the saga. Sister, wife, cats. Yeah, um, my sister had one. My sister-in-law and brother have one still. Unfortunately, the one my sister had, Oscar, he passed away, oh. but um, just of some weird. 
I don't, you know, the moms lived on like my leftovers from the garbage. So I, I don't think those cats had the best start in life. And the one that my brother still has, Cletus, is an ignoramus and <laughs> needs all sorts of medicine. So Aww. I don't think they were, you know, given yeah. the best start. Um, but yeah, that's that's them. So the next saga, though, you guys, I need some advice. Um, his wife is a sweetheart and her birthday is tomorrow as we're recording this. And they invited us to her party tomorrow. Now, I don't know if this is one of those like invite the neighbors so they don't call the cops things, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. or if they really want us to come. Can you lay low for a while and kind of assess the situation? Yeah, we could. We have several spy points. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would do. I'd spend most of it spying from my spying window, mm-hmm. and then just <laughs> drop by, maybe with like a little something for her. And yeah, I was thinking about getting like, I don't know her hardly at all. Um, last year during her birthday, there was a bunch of cars driving by honking mm. because oh. it was you know like oh, COVID right. birthday yeah. celebration, and I was like, what the hell is happening? Like what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it took me a minute, but like it was all her. Like she has a billion friends, so she's a very popular lady. <laughs> um, so I'm very, I'm kind of curious. Um, what it's going to be like. And I, I hope there's an outdoor component because I'm still not really comfortable being inside yeah. the house with a bunch of strangers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I, th- I was thinking about like maybe getting a bouquet of flowers or something and stopping by. Yeah. And then we can always just be like, yoink and go home. I don't know. But do we even need, do we, do they want us to show up or do they want us to not call the cops? Yeah. I think that that's a good know. path is like maybe flowers and a bottle of wine or something like that. And like, happy birthday. Mm-hmm. And a quick stop. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Disappear. Or and if it's nice fun, you cheese. can stay. Yeah. yeah. If, it, if, yeah. if it's fun, open the cheese and mm-hmm. uh, get a fork. <laughs> and may, well, you know, and maybe get Derek some like really nice over the ear headphones. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how does she feel about his volume choices? I don't know. I don't know. She works. I don't know. She works during the day. Mm, so okay. I think, so he does this like during the afternoons and he usually stops. See, this is the thing. He doesn't do this at night or anything. He stops around he's five. at the strip club. He has to go to the strip club. Right. And then in the mornings he sleeps. <laughs> right. Right. So it's not like he's waking me up, which is another reason I kind of feel like an idiot no. or a jerk for You're complaining. Working. No. Well, yeah. If it was but, once or twice, that's whatever. Like no, it's this been every, every day, day since yeah. March. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, there's <sighs> there's living in the knowledge that everybody has to do their thing and that live their life, but then there's also something that is disruptive on another level, yeah. which is mm-hmm. what he was doing. Yeah. And he, I've seen him since that conversation. He hasn't said a thing to me today. I I had to run some errands at lunch and. Of course, he was outside with the garage door open when I got home, and I was like, oh, shit. But all he said was, hey, did Greg tell you about that party? You guys should stop by. I think that must that be a seems real like invitation an invite. then. Yeah, yeah, that's a real invite. Yeah. If you got it twice, once to each mm-hmm. of you, then that, that mm-hmm. sounds real. Okay. Yeah. Because the- I'm not going to call the co- I mean, I'm not going to call the cops no. anyway, mm-hmm. but no. And I think that, I think okay. Jeremy, or not Jeremy, mm-hmm. I think Gregory's... Uh, tactic was good hopefully it sticks but i think it's good 
See, that's, yeah, that's why you get married. Yeah. I've come to the conclusion. <laughs> to have him <laughs> to do, do the that dirty one work. thing. Yeah. Was well, he cleaned my marriage. keyboard for me <laughs> when it got full of wine. <laughs> okay, made that's me a two new things. one when it got full of tea. <laughs> and he took care of the Derek problem, so... He's earned his investment. He's earned his keep for <laughs> the yes. next month or so. Absolutely. I just want somebody else to take care of those awkward conversations. Yeah. You guys, he also breaks down boxes for me, which I really hate yes. doing. So. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Prince Charming. <laughs> yep. Um, okay, I'll go with a with a quick one because I was I was trying to think back. Like, I definitely had a neighbor kind of like yours, Anne, where like I ran the fan, and he was like he was our above our up above us and he would complain constantly about me running like my ceiling fan which I guess but like that's when I'm like what? I have a fan I don't know what to tell you like <laughs> right what's there to complain I know about? it was like it was vibrating his whatever I'm like you don't need to live in an apartment then because this is you just know what not Hillary mm-hmm. I don't mean to interrupt but when I knew I wasn't destined for apartment life was my first apartment in Dallas and it was on McKinney mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Uptown and so it was a pretty fancy. I lived above an Ann Taylor. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> very fancy. Um, Clothes for so, tiny women. <laughs> yes, yeah. below me was Ann Taylor. Above me was somebody else. And when they went to the bathroom, I could hear the. It was a dude, and I could hear him peeing no, through the pipes. No. And I was like, okay, I don't <laughs> think I can deal with this yeah. because I'm he's out. not doing anything no, wrong, exa- and I'm ready to yeah, shoot exactly, him. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that was that was sort of just I remember I mean and I was in college so I was just sort of like fuck you like I was super irritated though I am so wary about like noise that I if people came over I'd be like be quiet you know kind of cuz I don't want to like rock the boat any but um the worst more, more recent one okay so the neighborhood that I live in is lovely I love my neighborhood and kind of like Christy I picked it because well it was like a good school and you know it's a, very neighborhood neighborhood and you know one of my um when Bridget started kindergarten I went to like the kindergarten roundup kind of thing like meet the parents and meet the teacher and I started talking to this woman and I asked her where she lived because everybody lives sort of in the neighborhood she said oh I live on Oasis and I I have the gray house and I was like oh my god I've taken a picture of your house because I love the paint color which is creepy (laughs) and I showed it to her and it's my friend Christine who is a listener to this so like I've had, you know, especially during, um, you know, lockdown, it's been really wonderful to have good neighbors that you can have outdoor kind of events with and whatever. Our kids all play together. That's great. Okay. But my next door neighbor, who I am 99.9% sure will never, ever listen to this because I don't even know her name, which is funny because mm-hmm. I'm close with a lot of my neighbors. I don't know her. She's, uh, when I say older, she's not old. She's maybe in her 60s or something. When she first moved in, I went to her house and I was like, hi, welcome to the neighborhood, you know, and she just grunted at me and was like, thanks. And then closed the door. And I was like, okay, um, all right, well, whatever, you know, they're not all going to, we're all going to be best friends. Um, and then we just kind of coexisted. No big deal. Everything's fine. Um, except she had like a, I guess it was her son. I don't really know. Some like punk kids that were with her and I would see them in the backyard, like smoking or mostly smoking joints, which again, I'm not going to like call the cops, but I was like, you guys are kind of brazen for doing that, but whatever. Um, and then one day I get a message from one of my neighbors who's since moved. And she was like, not a big deal, but I just want to tell you that your front lawn is on fire. And I'm like, um, (gasps) 
kind of a big deal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so I like calling Dave. I'm kind of like trying, and I think work was really busy and I couldn't get out of it. And I'm like trying to triangulate everything. Um, I talked to another neighbor who, again, another person that has moved and she was great and she worked from home and she said she came out and the punk kids were lighting fireworks in the middle of the day and our lawn caught fire and it was the middle of summer. So it was like the dry, the, the grass was like super dry and it was just like, you know, kindling. It was like ready to just light on fire and they, it was put out pretty quickly, I think. But my other neighbor came outside and she was like, and, and, Christy's great. Her name is Christy. She is, if she's 32 now, like she, but she was like in her twenties, she came out and started yelling at them. And this woman is, you know, six, two and probably weighs less than I do. Like she's just one of those really tall, very thin people. And she was like, you get it. Stop what you're doing. Like, you, like yelling at him, kind of giving them the business. And they were like, shut up fat ass. And she was like, I'm a lot of things. I know I'm not a fat ass. So you really can't use that against me. I know that's just like <laughs> the common refrain you use for like to bring down a woman, but like, fuck you. I'm not a fat ass anyway. Um, th- so yeah, there was like, I came home I guess Dave had come home before me. There was just this big, like, circle. Like, it was a crop circle of just, like, blackness on our front lawn. Now, our lawns are hit or miss here because, especially in the summer, you know, it just is sort of miserable. And I feel bad using water because we're always in a constant state of drought. So, I'm Dave and I are just at at a loss of what to do. Like, I don't – what do we do? You know, do we, like, sue her for – or, you know, ask her to pay for lawn repair or whatever – and so Dave did go over there and said, hey, like your son and his friend lit fireworks and uh, like, look. And she was like, sorry. And kind of just walked back inside. And we were like, uh, <laughs> oh, great. we don't know what to do. Well, the thing about Dave and me is that we're kind of lazy also. So we were just like, okay, like whatever. I don't know what to do. And then I guess it rained or something. And weirdly, our lawn like has never looked better. It was like almost like it, they burned it and now it yeah, has yeah, grown. Like controlled yes, burn. And now it's like, yeah. even in the middle of summer, it'll still be like lush and green and we haven't even watered it. So I'm like, I guess I'm glad that we didn't really like pursue. I think Dave even said like, I'm taking you to small claims court or something like that. Like we're going on judge Judy or something, but it was so weird. And she still lives there and it's, like we, she never talks. One time she said, "Oh, your kids are cute," and I was like, "Oh, thanks." And you know, occasionally, like the kids' balls will roll on her because our lawns are contiguous. So I'm like, "No, don't like, don't put anything on the lawn," or you know, I don't want to get in trouble. But she just never talks to us. It's so weird. Like I guess now it's okay. <laughs> I haven't seen the kids since. I don't know what happened, um, but it's like this one incident happened. They haven't been back. She doesn't talk to us. That's all she wrote. It's so weird. It's such a weird. weird I mean, I'm like, do you, I, if you have social anxiety, that's fine. But like, I'm not I, what, at this point. I mean, it's been years at this point. So I'm like, whatever. Thanks for the lawn, I guess. But uh, yeah, it's very, very, uh, especially in our neighborhood, which is one very kid oriented to like everybody's pretty friendly with each other. Anyway, our neighbors on the other side are like super friendly, like. I don't know. Well, I don't know about super friendly. They're friendly enough. We wave and we smile and we say hi and we know their names and and that's about it. Yeah. And that's perfect. That, yeah. That, yeah. that is sort of like the ideal situation a lot of times where you're just like, 
I don't affect you. You don't affect me. This is the whole mm-hmm. point of like having home ownership is that like I have my domicile and you have yours. We don't affect each other. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Anyway, it's very odd. Christy. Okay. Do you have another? Yeah. I feel like I need to talk quiet because they might hear me. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, this is our current neighbors. Um, they are very, very weird, and I have a, I have a couple stories. They just, like, very much keep to themselves, which is fine. I mean, we only talk to one neighbor, and we actually, like, pass all these other ones to go to the cul-de-sac to talk to them. But um, the husband, he's the weirdest one. I He has two daughters and a wife, and I've talked to the wife one time, and then he, he's always out there. And he'll either, like, hi, and, like, be really smiley. Or just, like, pretend you're not talking to him. So it's really weird. Um, he has... So they have a, a backyard the same size as ours. So And has a patio. Um, but he has a smoker. Like, a meat smoker on the front mm. porch. That he... Front porch? Front porch. Not the back where... Mm. Like, which is next to the kitchen, you would think. But instead, he has a smoker that just, like, blows the smoke into the house. Ugh. And then he has to carry the meat, and he's just always like cooking some meat like all summer. <laughs> <laughs> it's just re- and of oh, course you're you're a vegetarian, so you're like this is not appealing to yeah. me. Yeah. Like, Gross. I just think it's funny, like all the smoke pouring out, and their and their back patio nothing on it because I always spy nothing on there. Like it's very strange. Um, like there's no reason the smoker yeah, couldn't be back no there. Maybe he wants to see what's going on in the neighborhood while he smokes his meat. <laughs> Maybe. He, um, so we have like a ton, (laughs) we have a, probably about two feet, maybe even just one foot, um, shared space of grass and he makes sure that it's exactly where he like won't cut our portion (laughs) (laughs) and, and so it's always off because like if we do it one way or whatever, that's how ours is, that's how ours is. So it's always yep. uneven. Yeah. Well, Jeremy always That's does so his. Petty. It's so petty and so weird. Um, so then <laughs> he, um, gosh, I have so many stories about, oh, one year, this is like three summers ago, he decided to paint his house. And the first, the first weekend, so many friends out there painting it, helping him. They did it wrong. They, they painted in the wrong order. There was like drips and then it got to be just him. I mean, this whole thing took him months to do. And we would sit out in lawn chairs with our other neighbor friends and just watch it, watch it happening. And I can see where he missed some spots out of my one of my spying windows. And it drives me crazy. Like I want to go over and paint it. But the the best worst story Oh, wait, one, another one. His um, daughter, who's learning how to drive, took out the mailbox, which is like a those security <laughs> mailboxes oh, no. that are shared by everyone. And then um, um, USPS just stopped delivering because it was like laying on the ground. Oh. <laughs> they had to pay for it. But um, so one night we um, there's I see some police um, lights and it's in the middle of the night. And um, so I hop up, of course, have to go to my spying window and I'm mm. and I'm looking and they are um, there are multiple police cars and they have dogs out and they're Ooh. searching for someone. And I see out of my spying window, the sh- the house across the street, someone dressed in all black and mm. they are trying to open the back patio and no one is usually out there. Anyways, the, it, that's a whole weird situation. I don't know what's going on over there, but 
And then all of a sudden they ran and jumped over the fence. So I called 911 and I was like, I don't know what the cops are looking for, but here's what I just saw. And so they came back and then they got the dogs out and what we know. And it was just me. Oh, and, and they were like saying, everyone stay in your house. And of course me, um, <laughs> being dumb white person and our friend neighbor across the way, we're just standing out in the middle of the street. Like, <laughs> What's did you on? see that? Yeah. Like, <laughs> And um, so I told him what I saw and he's like, oh my gosh. And then he said, your neighbor there, um, I don't even know their names. Like that's how we've lived here for so long. We don't five years and we don't even know their, um, their garage doors open Their Their cars aren't there and their garage doors open. And that's weird. Um, and I think it was over Memorial weekend or something. It was over a long weekend. So um, we told the cops that, okay, we'll go in the house. Like you're telling us to <laughs> like, you're searching for someone. Don't know what they did, but, um, but their garage doors open and that's weird. And so they're like, okay, get back in your house. Okay. So go in. And then, um, they go and search the house. They have the dogs and they go and searching. There's like five of them and they're treating it like as if the person ran in there. And then they came out and they talked and, recapped with my neighbor I was already um upstairs and they said well I think they were burglarized the house it like the drawers are open things are just on the floor oh. it looks like someone was in there there's no one there now but it looks like someone came in there and ransacked it so we're like okay and so we nominated this the neighbor we like to be the guy that tells them. <laughs> so <laughs> they pull up and they go in the house and he says, I just want to tell you the cops were here. Th tells the whole story. And the guy goes, no one broke into our house. It's fine. Like that's just how they live. Uh, that it looked that the uh, cops thought that there was like a, uh, wow. God. And one last tidbit that I forgot, which is the worst part because I can live with all that. They used to live in this house. When it was first built, they lived in this, mm. our house. And they love to stay. And we upgraded oh. and we moved next door because it's a bigger, there's oh, like God. two or 300 more Rude. square feet. But they are the people that did all the I was going to say. Yeah. House. They did like, all that stupid oh. shit to your bathroom yes. and stuff. And when we first moved in, um, we didn't know that they had owned it. And Elliot came out. I mean, she was like, what, five or six? And started yelling about the caulking because it's really bad. <laughs> and he's like, is that kid yelling about caulking? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, whoever lived here first just ruined it. And <laughs> <laughs> but I, I've rarely talked to him. Maybe three or four times. And he, I've heard him say three times that they upgraded and moved there. And you're like, Relax. <laughs> It's so well. Also, what it's are weird. you insecure about? Yeah. yeah, they have three bedrooms, so they have one less bedroom, and they just have a because I've seen that floor plan. They just have a bigger living room, which fine. Do I? I don't Great. care. Congratulations! <laughs> yeah, congratulations. Yeah. Go back to your smoker. <laughs> <laughs> it's more room to throw your stuff on the ground. Yeah. yeah, I feel like his name might be Joe, but I don't. Sounds I don't right. know. Probably. Actually, yeah. 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 <laughs> Can't we just call him Derek? <laughs> yeah, Derek yeah. to Electric Bugulu. De oh, yes, I'm not, he needs to be I Derek. I don't think all Derek's are bad. <laughs> well, your Derek is nice. He just was My doing Derek a bad thing. My Derek is nice. He was just, I I think he just didn't yeah. know. He's just an yeah. annoying neighbor, but it seems like he's maybe learning his lesson. I think yeah. so. I think Derek is a sweetheart, yes. actually, yeah. in some ways. A sweetheart who works at a strip club. He was one of my it's favorite like a stripper parts of Detroit. 
well, <laughs> just because the whole situation mind, was just but... so Detroit. Like we pulled up and he's blasting Eminem. The stuff that he listens to is hilarious. <laughs> it's like all late 90s, early 2000s. Is he the DJ? Like... I mean, like I want to go to this strip club. Like I will go when yes. we go to Detroit. I went... We were we trying to figure to. out what the strip club was called. And we can't. We need to ask him more directly. Yeah, just if ask we go him. to the party tomorrow, yes, we'll ask him. Please. Yeah. Um, we need an update. Because it's all like Timberland... You know uh, what I mean? Like, it's all genuine. I'm sure. I'm there. Okay. I need it's to good. Go. And he also plays a lot of old school prints. And so I I can't, a lot of times I can't complain about the selection, yes. but it's not a good way to listen <laughs> no, to music no, through your wall no. when you're trying to concentrate yeah. on coding. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So neighbors, everyone. <laughs> They're great. Um, so our question of the week, we don't necessarily need to hear your long ass nightmare neighbor stories but we we do want to know who would be your dream neighbor that is our question of the week do you are we gonna answer mine is nobody (laughs) i don't want to live next to anyone anymore ever again yeah dave keeps looking at like houses with a lot like acres of land and i'm like we would kill that place but i think he likes to be like let's just be isolationist aspiration yeah well Live in the woods and let it be yeah. wild. That's what we're mm-hmm. going to do. Um, who else wants it? Anne, what's your answer? Well, I have to say, I was thinking about this today, and then I saw Meredith's entry written there. Nobody. <laughs> and I thought, oh, that sounds good. But, um, <laughs> I mean, if we're dreaming, I think I would say Captain Kirk be my dream neighbor <laughs> oh. because he would be on the enterprise for like five years at a time yes. oh, mm-hmm. and yes. then he would come back and he'd be played by chris Pine, <laughs> and i can get behind that okay that sounds right. nice yeah. i thought you meant the william shatner one i was like we need to have oh, a talk but no. No. <laughs> okay i can't get down with chris pine yeah me too um i honestly what i i like Bridget is FaceTiming right now. I'm still recording. Go away. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I I like my neighbor situation. Well, not my actual next door neighbor, but I like what what I would like now is like if you look out in our backyard, like the window from my bedroom, I can see so many people's backyards. I hate that. Like I hate that part of our neighborhood. I like the front yard aspect of it where everybody's sort of out and about and kind of. I don't know, commiserating over the same things and wanting to hang out or whatever. I like my situation. I would just like a little bit more distance to maybe not hear as much dogs barking mm-hmm. and whatnot. Yeah. Um, mine, I think it would be Anne, actually. Oh. Yes. Because, I'm a good yes, because you would bake me things. Like Jeremy could come over and fix whatever goes wrong so you don't have to pay people and mm-hmm. then you would you would give us baked goods oh my gosh and you'd be you so guys, quiet the answer is we need to have a comment uh, yes <laughs> with just us yeah. in it yes, yes. <laughs> but how okay about after hillary and i's kids are gone yes yes well yeah i do have to say christy after the story about how jeremy drilled his hand <laughs> last week or the week before <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about him coming over and that's, fixing things. That's when he is doing his, um, like, building screen V4. So when he's doing oh, his, like, sure. hobby type stuff. Gregory can fix stuff and he wears safety goggles all the time. <laughs> so. Safety first. 
<laughs> Andy knows OSHA regulations. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. So I think we need to know what Tishi recommends next. Oh, yeah. So I don't know if we have an actual recommends, but I have a callback to recommend from a couple of weeks ago. Hillary, did you recommend Missy Shadow did. and Bone? Missy did. Yeah, Missy, Missy did. did. Okay, I need to talk to Missy about this because I watched the first episode last night and I was like, who are these people? <laughs> What's their names? What's the geography? I don't understand these geopolitical conflicts. So it's based on a book series. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if you haven't read the book series, how you can be expected to <laughs> kind of oh, know what's going on. So shoot, I thought you recommended it. So I was going to no. ask you how it worked. But we'll, we'll loop Missy in. She'll, she'll. Okay. And I'll ask Dave. I feel like I was like, I think you should watch this because it's very, you know, from w- up his alley. Yeah. And, but mm-hmm. I don't know if he's... Dave and I like sort of fantasy. Yes element yes. things yes. it's just it's got some cool stuff it's just they don't ease you into the world at all it's like in media and i'm res. like you're who now what when does ben barnes show up because that's really what i want to see speaking of callbacks i've got one for the movie bad girls did you guys know that the um the description is four prostitutes joined together to travel the old west <laughs> that describes what? us really? <laughs> Yep. I mean, that nailed was. it, but. Yeah. Yep. Wow. The boys I need to watch the movie. Do you got any hot guys? Who cares? Uh, no, I didn't. Yeah. Really are there any like, men at well, all? There are, of course. Um, there are. 5.2 out of 10 mm. on IMDb. <laughs> Sounds great. Um, yep. Yeah. I think there are some men, but like, you know, Robert Loja. Oh, oh Dermot, Dermot Mulroney. Mulroney. Hello. Oh, no. That's the. Is not convinced. That's, he's, I need to watch this. Dermot again. is the one in my best friend's wedding. Yes. Okay. Because uh, yes. I always have to do mm. the, the Dylan Dermot. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yep. There's no one else I reckon. Like, dude wise, there's nobody else. I mean, I, I know James yeah. LaGrosse's name, Robert Loja, I know, but like, he's not like a hunk or anything. <laughs> well, no. No. Right. Jim Beaver's in a lot of stuff. He was on Supernatural, I believe. Who? Yeah. But I don't think he's the sex symbol. No. <laughs> it's on Amazon for three ninety nine. Mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> or, I, I mean, those, all of those. Apple TV. You know, anywhere where you can buy. Right. <laughs> well, I don't know. We have a, a movie show coming up, so we have a lot of movies to watch. Yes, I don't true. know that I have time to watch <laughs> have Bad to table Girls it. right now. Yeah. Where was this filmed? Maybe this could be one of our movies for the next oh. show. Like in Nevada or something. Mm, yeah, that's not. We're not no. there yet. Really, Madeline Stowe's character is Cody Zamora. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Oh, <God. laughs> okay. Anyway, <laughs> get involved with the show, guys. Uh, if you have any other really good <laughs> movie recommendations about Western starring prostitutes, because really, if a woman's not a nun or a prostitute, why would we yeah. need a movie about her? Absolutely. Yeah. We invite you to get involved and let us know at thisshowhaseverything.com or throwyourphone.com. Good things coming through. Not all spam. Yep. A lot of spam. <laughs> not not all. all spam. <laughs> uh, our Facebook group is always there for you. Please come along. If you haven't joined, joined. And we always post the question of the week so you can answer it there. The show Twitter is at Show. Bobby insists that he updates it upon okay. occasion, but I'm not on Twitter, so... 
I don't know. I'm just taking that at his word. I like to think that I like to think that you that you think he's lying. <laughs> <laughs> like that he's just telling you. Yeah, yeah, no yeah I'm doing it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> or like Bobby's updating into the void or something. Yes. <laughs> you can email us like Bob and Justina do at tishi at ten seven ten dot com. We love to read emails. Or you can send us a voice memo within that email and tell it yourself. We don't have to read it all. You can fax Bobby your butt or anything else that will fit in a fax machine at 617-354-8513. Do you think we'll have like 3D fax machines like they're developing 3D printers? Oh, probably. Ooh, I, hope so. I hope so. No, 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 no. Wait. Nope. <laughs> no? That's a bad idea. All right. Mm-mm. Just wondering. But... Uh, uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us. That was fun, learning about neighbor stories. Everybody has neighbors. We all have them in the common. And I guess for now, that was everything. You know, today, I just woke up, and I said, you know, instead of waiting on a good day, waiting around, through ups and downs, waiting on something to happen,
I was just remembering I did have another neighbor that lived bef- below me who for a week played aggressively upbeat jazz oh, flute no. at five oh. in the morning. Oh, no, 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 no. You're like asking. That's, like, that's rude. Was it a guy? That's too much. Was it a man? I don't know. I went down. I actually got up like on the third morning and went down and knocked on the door and he never answered. So I don't rude. know. And then it just stopped. It's, it's hard to tell where sounds are coming from in an apartment building. I miss... I uh, misaccused a neighbor one time when I lived it, when I was in school, and there was a the the couple next to me was having really loud sex all the time, and I thought it was the people above me, but it was really just the people yeah. on the other side of the wall. And then they had a baby. Oh God! You're like, well, okay. You're like, I heard that being made. Yeah, gross. Oh, gross. I mean, it sounded like fun. Good job, guys. You did well. <laughs> 